Hello, this is George, George Prince. I have written and narrated this series of stories, The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. So last time we had The Realm, which was chapter one of volume one. This time we've got a story called The Bard, where we'll meet some new characters. So thank you once again for joining me. Please do make yourself comfortable and enjoy The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch, volume one, chapter two. The Bard. In the realm there was a kingdom. In the kingdom there was a village. In the village there was an inn. And in that inn two friends, Hobgob the goblin and Mulch the tree, told the tales of their adventures. The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Hobgob pounded the beat onto his huge drum, and the boom echoed throughout the forest clearing. Mulch blew into her wooden pipe and produced a long note that soared and danced. Gresser the griffin and Willie the werewolf began to sway together, pursing their lips, and then they sang, their perfect melody filling every corner of the glade. Henry the halfling ran his fingers across the strings of his harp and the joyous notes darted among them. They played on and felt the wonder of their ensemble's harmony. They had been practising for many moons and it had not always been quite so harmonious. No, indeed, it had taken much time and dedication for them to get this far. But now they were confident in their own ability and they believed in each other. Now they were a band. The tune gambled and waltzed among them, and they were lost in its world. This tiny clearing was their world, and they were completely captivated within it. After a final roll of Hobgob's drums, the song came to an end, and they leapt up. We've almost got it, howled Willie the werewolf. All our hard work is paid off, Henry the halfling hugged Hobgob. They had been practising for the village fair, the biggest village event of this moon. At first they had struggled, but each of them had worked hard and they had been meeting every day to rehearse. But one thing was missing, their singer. Where is Bartholomew? asked Mulch. They all sighed and shrugged. Bartholomew the bard lived and breathed music. Their village fair performance had been his idea and he brought the magic to their performances. But he was always late. He is always late, said Mulch, but he does usually show up. I hope he's okay. The friends packed their instruments and made their way back to the village. They went to find Bartholomew at his cottage. Music usually seeped out of every crack, and there were plenty of cracks in his shambling home, but today it sat silent. They approached the door, and waited for a moment before Mulch knocked. Silence. Mulch knocked again, louder this time. Still silence. Uh, Bartholomew, she called. Looking at the others, Mulch turned the handle and gently opened the door. Inside there were the usual piles of manuscripts and scribbled scores, with instruments of all shapes and sizes hanging from the wall. But without the music that usually bounded from wall to wall, the silence was almost overpowering. Where is he? 
whispered Gressa. Leave me! They all leapt up in surprise. Where had the voice come from? Stay away! A pile of red velvet curtains stirred. Mulch moved towards it and gently lifted one of the covers. Bartholomew lay curled up, eyes fixed vacantly upon some distant, invisible point. Mulch reached down, but the bard pulled away. I must be left alone, he wallowed. The friends looked at each other, unsure of what to do next. Hobgob hopped over. Oh, Bartholomew, old friend, the rehearsal sounded wonderful. Thanks to your hard work, we're sounding very good. But we're missing one thing. You! Oh, you won't miss me, murmured the bard, still staring hard at nothing. I am no longer an artist. I I have lost the music. With a wail, he curled up even more tightly and snatched back the curtain from Mulch, covering himself and muffling deep sobs. They stood and stared at the sorry pile of creased curtains and looked at each other. With a shrug, they left quietly and regrouped at the dragon's arms. He's always so full of life and, and music, said Willie as he sipped his mountain tea. Never seen him like that before, said Henry as he sipped his nectar. No bard should be silent, said Gressa as she sipped her dragon's firewater. There must be a way to get him back, said Hobgob. We need him for the fair, and we need our friend back. What seems to be the problem? asked Beef the barman as he poured them more mountain tea. It's Bartholomew, explained Mulch. He's fallen into a heap of silence, most unlike him. Oh, these artists, chuckled Beef. It'll be Black that's getting them. Black? Hey, Black, when an artist has no new ideas, it's called Black. Means they get frustrated, and when it gets really bad, they get defeated. How do we get him out of it? asked Hobgob. It ain't easy, but it can be done. He needs inspiration, just a spark, a flash will do, something to kindle the flames of his imagination. The friends tried to think of ideas. We could throw a tank of cold water over him, suggested Henry. We could surprise him, all jumping out at once, suggested Willie. Well, we don't have much time, said Mulch. The fair is on the passing of the next moon, so we'll have to try anything and everything. They crept back into Bartholomew's cottage. The pile of crumpled curtains lay unmoved. So they decided to execute their plan. They all hid behind furniture as Willie pinched a corner of the curtain. Nodding to the others, he pulled it off and uttered a terrifying howl. The others jumped from behind their cover, shouting and screaming. But Bartholomew lay unmoved. No response. Henry produced a tankard filled with icy water, he stepped forward and thrust it towards Bartholomew, a jet splashing over the bard's face. <laughs> it's no use, spluttered the bard. I have, I have, I have the block. It's never struck me before. I've watched others fall, but now it's my time. I haven't had an idea for moons now. I've tried everything, but I am doomed to a life of uninspired silence. But Bartholomew, pleaded Hobgob, we need you for the fair. It's only in one moon, and we can't perform without you. The others voiced their agreement. No, no, there's no point. I feel no music. Still dripping with iced water, 
Bartholomew pulled the curtain back over himself. The next day, the friends met for their final rehearsal. Technically, it was fine. They each knew which notes to play and when, but without the bard, they lacked magic, and they knew it. We have to do something, said Mulch. But we've tried everything, said Gressa, perplexed. Not quite everything, muttered Hobgob. They returned to the village and the dragon's arms. Any luck shifting our bard out of his block? asked Beef. Not yet, replied Hobgob. But with the help of you and the regulars, we think we know what to do. It was finally time for the fair. Acrobats, fire breathers and jugglers roamed through the village as folk flocked from far and wide. On the green, everyone joined in the dance, clapping and locking arms, spinning in unison. Hobgob, Mulch, Gresser, Willie and Henry arranged their instruments on the stage. It was nearly time for their performance. Still no sign of Bartholomew, worried Henry. I do hope your plan works, Hobgob, whispered Willie. So do I, replied Hobgob with a worried frown. Finally, the time had come for their performance, and a huge crowd stood expectantly before them. The friends shuffled nervously on stage. Now they were really feeling lost without Bartholomew. But Hobgob stood up from his drum and waved to Beef in the crowd. Beef nudged the regulars who were standing around him, and they began to chant. Bartholomew, Bartholomew the Bard! They repeated the refrain. There was muttering from the rest of the crowd. What was this? But then, a few more voices joined in. Then a few more, and a few more. Suddenly, the chant began to spread, and soon the whole crowd was joining in, chanting Bartholomew's name with all their might. Now Beef rushed to the bard's cottage and threw open the door. Bartholomew, listen! The chant echoed in and filled the walls, and there was a movement under the pile of curtains. Then, in an explosion of velvet, Bartholomew leapt up. His demeanour was entirely changed. Gone was the vacant stare. His eyes leapt excitedly to Beef. They're singing my name! Singing my name! In one bound, he was out of the door and sprinting towards the stage. He was met with a huge cheer and swaggered in front of the adoring crowd. Then Bartholomew turned and looked at the friends with him on the stage. Thank you, my darlings. Now, let us play as we have never played before. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four... And they played as they had never played before. Thank you so much for joining me for the Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. To hear about upcoming episodes, please do hit subscribe. Also, you can follow Hobgob and Mulch on Instagram and Twitter, at Hobgob and Mulch. And please leave comments wherever you want to. It's always great to hear from you. All of the stories are written and narrated by me, George Prince, copyright 2020. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.